unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why, that's just my attitude. Yeah, okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code. I'm here with my good friend Zachariah Adil, and today is a very special episode because we will be asking the cards about the current state of this madness that's going on. We came up with this concept last time, we chatted, and I thought this would be really fun. I think we did a little section towards the end of the, the podcast, but I think this will be really fun to ask the cards what in the world is going on and where this is leading because. Everybody's got their own theories of where this is going and what's happening and what's who's behind it And I just thought this was a different way of looking at it and finding out so Before we start anyone who hasn't um, seen your work or listened to the other two um, interviews that we've done um, I know you practice you practice Western and Chinese medicine. I've got your medicine not medicine <laughs> astrology and astrology. As it and then um, I've got your book here. So I'm gonna bring it over in a minute but um, just explain the, the difference between the two. Is there a quite a noticeable difference? And how did you get into combining the two? Okay, so there's 12 Chinese signs and there's 12 Western signs. Um, uh, so the, the Chinese signs go by, goes by the lunar calendar. So it's the moon sign. And the Western zodiac goes by the sun signs primarily. So it, it goes by the solar calendar. So sun signs and the moon signs. When you, and what I do is I combine the two together. So 12 times 12 is 144. So the book I sent you is the, is the it's basically got all 144 charts in there. Um, it, it, this is something that's been done um, for quite a while. Like the, the, the famous people that did it before um, was a guy called Master Rao. Suzanne White was, was a French model and she sort of has written the famous books uh, because she was trained by Master Rao. I learned from, I learned, I went the route from uh, Theodora Lau. She had a book called The Handbook of Chinese Astrology and wrote a few more books. She died a few years back. Her daughter, Laura Lau, continues her line. But I learned that route rather than the Suzanne White and Master Rao route. But it's, it, it's pretty similar, really. I mean, um, people have learned from different teachers. But, you know, you look in any of the books, we, all, we always talk about the Ox Taurus being the dictator. You know, so it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. But it's very interesting how how this sort of um, this strand of astrology has sort of taken hold. And um, this is what I'm really, really interested in. I'm, I'm a Bartsy reader. So I take four things into consideration. Your uh, year of birth, your time of birth, your uh, in, in, the, in the Chinese system, what they use is they use the month of birth. But I use the Western zodiac sign and also your place of birth. Those are the four things. Um, Place of birth, I kind of, um, I do sort of, if somebody's coming to me for a reading and they want a really specific astrology reading, I'll ask for this information. Otherwise, the first three is enough for me. Um, so that's so, year, time, and place of birth. Are they the three kind of, is that the right? Y yeah, year, uh, time. I use the Western sign rather than the month of birth. With the, with the true uh, traditional Bartzi reader will use the month of birth okay. and then attribute it to the, so January will be um, rat, February will be ox, etc. blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, actually, it might be a bit different to that. It just depends on how they do it. Different, different places will do it different ways, actually. Anyway, and, and the other thing is the place of birth, yeah. The four, four things for a Bartzi chart. Uh, and really, that's, I, I went down the Bartzi chart reading route, and I've sort of mixed it up a bit, a little bit, and I've used the Western astrology signs, and I've used Western elements, not Chinese elements. Oh, okay. That's fascinating. So... Let's get into it then. So, well, let's before we get into that, I was wondering what what kind of drew you into the, to doing this sort of thing as well. Was it something that you came to later in life, or was it something that you've done from a young no, age? No, I started this when I was nine years old. Oh, okay. Eight or nine years old I was. What happened is, I, I've come from a family where 
they weren't, our parents were so busy with their own lives that they never really weren't able to give us the attention we needed um, as, ch as children. Okay. So um, because of that, I didn't, I felt like I, I wasn't being guided by anything. Um, and there's lots of mental health issues in my family as well. So growing up as a, as a, as a child, um, I felt like I didn't have my perspective that I had gone developed through emulating my parents was so damaged, was so broken, and I was aware it was broken. I needed a different perspective, and I was desperate. I was desperately looking anywhere. And what happened is I found this the Handbook of Chinese Astrology by Theodore Lau. I think it was a Reader's Digest. Remember that back in the day? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that still exists, the Reader's Digest. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe know. online. I have no idea. <laughs> must be online they left behind this book on chinese astrology uh, or or my mum ordered it or something for whatever reason it was left in my in, in my house and we were so poor we hardly had anything so if there was a book like that left behind i i read it and i um i'm a sheep sign born in the time of the sheep and i'm aquarius right so there's i'm pretty much one sign right imagine if you've got cake and half of that is your year of birth um, two two segments of that is your time of birth, and one segment is your Western zodiac sign, and your Western zodiac sign is the icing over the cake as well. It's the okay. perspective, right? So, five of those pieces are the same sign of the sheep for me, and uh, one segment is Aquarius, which equates to tiger, the tiger sign. So I was pretty much one sign. So when I read the book, I was like, oh my god, I, I fit this profile so so perfectly. But my brother doesn't fit entirely, mostly, but not entirely, and then my sister doesn't fit everything in it but mostly she does and then i figured out well the time of birth plays a factor in that and the western zodiac sign plays a factor in that and so i just became obsessed with this um and i was always good with numbers anyway and this sort of astrology is, is number oriented um as long as you know your 12 times table it makes it very easy to do this uh, to do this astrology so i just sort of picked it up really easily and um became obsessed with it I, I have a kind of obsessive personality if i like something i go really really deep into it so i just um I just that's how it started and when I met somebody I was like I always wanted to know what their date of birth was so I could figure out which signs they were and I'd log it away so now you know I could meet you 20 years from now unless we never saw each other again and I still remember that you're rooster Pisces yeah I have a weird memory for that although I must say my memory's not getting it's not as good as it used to be but <laughs> I, it used to be the case I you know I would always remember someone's sign it's amazing to see these other kind of learnings and teachings and the mathematics that go in. I was speaking to a guy called Michael Foley the other day and talks about the mathematics of the Egyptian pyramids and how that correlates to the uh, the consciousness. And it, it seems to be math is a universal language. So I interviewed him too. I watched him on your. I watched the first, okay. your first interview and I contacted him and I interviewed him too. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Really interesting stuff. He's a very, really nice guy as well. And I love all these different ways of looking at the world. And I think people out there are really grasping for something now to try and find a different way of looking at the world. We have a complete divide, as you know. You're gonna, especially you now, you're going to have the vaxxed and the unvaxxed, and you could not get more of a divide of that. Yeah. It's mad. So let's start having a look, then, shall we? How do these cards work, then? How does this whole thing work? Okay, so most of the time when I, do, when I use the cards, I use it for one-on-one -on -one with, with another person, right? So with that person, it's what, what usually comes into into play is their their law of attraction. How they use the law of attraction, how they well, what you think and what you um, uh, vibrate, how how you vibrate. You're putting energy out into the world, and it's going into like this. Esther Hicks would say we're going to this law of attraction vortex pot thing, okay. and then what we're doing when we're looking in the cards, we're looking in the pot to see what you've set in there, set forth, positive or negative, right? And then um, if, that, if there's something negative in there that they don't like, 
they can use the law of attraction to shift the energy around that topic. And I would give them a meditation or I would like help them to do a Haponopono meditation or do some inner child healing or something like that to shift the energy of that thing that they don't want to happen. And then um, if we read the cards again, hopefully it will have shifted, right? So because we're doing this collectively about what's happening in the world, this is, gonna, this is going to be a collective looking at what we've all set forth, the collective unconscious collective group, I guess. Uh, and what we have set forth uh, and what we can expect. So if, we, if something comes up that we're not happy with, then we need to do some some energy shifting in ourselves. Do you know about Haponopono? I don't. I know the saying, yeah. I don't know what it means. I can't remember the top of my head what it means, but I've heard the saying before, yeah. So the Haponopono, there's four, there's, there's four sayings with Haponopono. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. Yeah. And uh, that's you use those four sayings to clear uh like uh, to shift energy in yourself, like a clear a blocked, blocked um, uh, energy or shift your vibration, basically. And I use that one because it's a very easy way to do it. So um, if, we, if we find something negative that's on the way that we, we're not happy with, um, I, would, I would suggest that we, we kind of clear it within ourselves because once you clear it in yourself, you've cleared it in your world and we're all a part of your world. Everybody that's out there that's watching this, you're like the main, you're like the star in your own world, right? And then when you sort of shift this, shift this uh, thing that's happening in your world, you're clearing it for everybody else in your experience. So I would suggest if there is anything negative that comes up and you don't want that to be the case, then let's all collectively do some Haponopono clearance. Okay. What's fascinating what you're saying there as well about the, um, the fact it's like a collective consciousness and it will show you the cards will read that, which means it's fluid and it can change. There's, a, can thing, change. there's yeah. a thing called... Um, I forget the guy's name, um, but there was a lot of research into a thing called looking glass technology. And one of the, the technologies they had, they had these kind of jump rooms and they could apparently, I mean, this is the, 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 the theories, they could jump back and forth into different realities and see different realities. And one of them was called the yellow book. And the yellow book was, it used to open up like a yellow folder and people would be able to see the future. But it would actually be a collective future of everybody in their room bearing on their, their intent and their consciousness. And it was used to scare a lot of politicians, apparently, into not doing certain things because they saw the graves of their own children and the bodies of their own kids. Um, and it was used in that way. But what you were saying there is the same sort of concept, is that it's the collective of the people in the room. And I just found that fascinating, that correlation between that technology and what you were saying there, reading in the card. So is that kind of like the same concept of like basically it's the collective of where we are as, a, as humanity at the moment, but it, it, it's fluid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done it. I've done it collectively in a, with a group of people before, um, and I like when I'm doing workshops or whatever. And uh, it doesn't work as well as when I'm doing it with one-on-one. -on -one. It, it does work. It does work. But because there's usually in a group of people, when there's, when there's people in front of me, they some people want to sort of jump in and sort of want to ask more questions or whatever. And there's a, there's a, a fight. I've never done it like this before, apart okay. from the last time I did it with you. And it seemed to work all right last time. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's, yeah, uh... it's, it's fascinating anyway. So it's, it's a fascinating thing. and People will take what they will from it. But it's fascinating anyway. And people um, will hopefully enjoy it. So let's do the first questions then. So how does this work? Before we, before we do, though, you know your, that yellow book you mentioned? Is yes. that the Akashic Records? Have you heard about the Akashic Records? I have. No, it's not. But I know what you mean. No, it, it kind of... No, it's, it's a technology that's supposed to be able to show you a version of a future if the people in the room kind of get their way with it. But there's other technologies that were different kind of versions there. But the Acastic Records, um, that's, um, that's a different thing altogether. But I know what you mean. Actually, explain to the listener what that is. So the Akashic Records, uh, there was a guy called Edgar Casey, 
um, who um, uh, he was an Ox Pisces. Uh, he was just a he was just a regular guy in America. Kind of wasn't didn't have much education. Well, what happened is one time um, he he found him he found himself in a sort of trance state, and they found that if you asked him any question, he was able to answer uh, anything anything. Um, and then they they started using him, putting him in a trance state, uh, and then asking him medical questions. And this guy who was completely illiterate was able to answer all of these questions. Um, and so, what ultimately happened? is he said he said that what he was doing he was going to the akashic records which was like a book in the sky um uh, and uh, he was able to access those and that's what he was going into to get to get these um treatments uh, and answer these questions people would ask him like where, where did my dog run off to did my dog die how old was it and it was edgar casey would be able to answer all of these questions um and then uh, a lot of these records are, I think there's a place called ARE in, uh, in America, and they've got all of, his, all of his records throughout the years. But he died quite young because apparently this took it, this, doing this, uh, took it out of his system, doing this sort of work. And he was told by um, the trance state voice, mm. higher self, to stop, don't do it so often. But he wouldn't stop. He continued to do it because he wanted to be of service to people. But then um, he died young as a result. Not really young, but I think it was sort of 50s, 60s, something like that. I can't remember exactly. I do remember that. I remember the kind of the story as well. And, and I, obviously, I know of the records. And it's kind of a universal consciousness. Do you think, before we get on to it, actually, there's a good question I'd like to ask you here, actually. I think these, part of what these vaccines are, you can go all sorts of different ways. But to part of them, to me, that I mean, it's gene therapy. It's changing your genetics. You're becoming a genetically modified organism. If you had it once, you already are on that pathway. I believe that, we were once as humans not not the soul but the body so think it is the computer the 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 system that you're housed in was able to do a lot more things than we've been shut down since i do believe that these vaccines are going to shut us as humans down even further to the point where we are literally on the edge of possibly autism that sort of spectrum and i genuinely think that you're going to see that over the next 40 years if this carries on to an excessive almost zombie-like state um is that kind of do you think that there's an element of trying to cut them off from source from these records of shutting humans down what are your kind of yeah, thoughts on that any way that they can separate us from our spirituality they're trying to do that and i think whatever is in these vaccines is it's just not good i mean i've got i've got a friend who who's a close friend quite a psychic person actually and um i was quite surprised to find out that she'd taken this vaccine okay. and when I saw her, I hadn't seen her for a while. When I saw her, she was very different with me, um, and it was it was unusual because she'd never been that way with me before, ever before. And I've known her for about twenty years, uh, eighteen years. I've known her, and it was just a, a bit of a shock to the system. So people's people's personalities are shifting as a result, uh, and I I fear that our humanity is being squeezed out of us. And um, they they're doing that because by by separating us from our spirituality, because our, our spirituality is the is a connection to the divine, right? And the divine is pure love, and if the divine is pure love, and we're accessing that, that's where our humanity comes from, you know. And the cards are a way of accessing that. It's a tool to access that. I, I that's the way the, I would say. What the cards do is they 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 connect to the person I'm reading subconscious, and I, I'm able to. Connect to this. I'm able to connect to their subconscious, and then I get the messages through that by able to read by being able to read the cards. 
So in the question, in the terms of answer, asking questions from you, then how do we frame this so it actually makes sense? As do I do it from a personal point of view, or do I do it from a on that what's happening with these type of things and a global point? I mean, what would personal, be the best way to do it? Would actually be better. Yeah. Personal would actually be better because the thing is, if you're you know you're here as the the host of the show, um, and so if you ask me the question from your perspective, I'm more able to access your your subconscious. And I've got to say, you're so open naturally. You're so open that it was so easy for me to read for you last time. Okay. Okay, so let's go from go from more personal level because I want it to be able to work. And it'll be an example of what, what, what can be what can happen. So doing this sort of work myself, why am I drawn to this sort of work and I do it I don't get paid to do this, I get paid to be a video editor for iconic and that's and a filmmaker for iconic, but I'm not paid to do these podcasts, I'm not paid to do the What Have podcasts, I'm not paid for why am I drawn to this sort of thing? Why am I naturally drawn to not want to be told what to do? Okay. All right. So I'm asking the cards. First of all, from a young age, you wanted to be successful in the arts, right? Because this is what this card means, success in the arts. You, you're driven by social environments. You see how they like, is there's three of them. They're having fun. They're enjoying themselves. It's a celebration. Remember last time we spoke, you said, you, you mentioned about how, um, you struggled at school because of your your uh, illness and everything else. You felt a part of things, separate, like on the, on the outside of things. You've got this incredible card... memory. You very much, you really have. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, it, it sort of explains a lot about your personality as well. So I I think that it, it was a very very significant thing to say, and I think that what is when it's relating it to this uh, is talking about how social environments are actually very important for you. Being involved is actually very important for you and being a crew member of, 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 a, of a, a team when they're making a TV show or film or whatever, you are so dependent upon and you really need to be in a tight cohesive team in order to do that. And that really appeals to you because of the lack of that when you were younger. Yeah. Right. Yep. So right now what's happening is the, this is a card that means I hope you don't mind the naked woman in the picture. I but. never mind the naked woman in the picture. That's absolutely <laughs> fine by me. So um, this card is about things shifting on the internal landscape, but not showing it on the external yet. Um, and uh, it's the star card. It's also make a wish, a wish can come true. So what this card is saying is that you're, you're even in the last sort of, let's say the last two, three months, you would have shifted quite a lot. And um, you are now looking for something different. Obviously, you're winding up this show. You've got to start a new show. Um, but this card means that you've changed. And you actually haven't caught up with that change yet, but you will. Mm. Uh, and in terms, of, in, in terms of your question, how it relates to the work, to do something that continuously challenges you so that you continually change and grow and, and evolve. Um, and that's another th reason why you've been drawn to this. And the last card here is the Earth Mother. She nurtures herself first and then nurtures everybody else, right? So this is your way of being of service, giving back, uh, and doing so in a, in a place, from a place of integrity. And it's not easy what you do because you would have to, you know, this is both Durga and it's uh, Kali Mata, like Kali Ma. You know, um, what do they call it? Just Kali, the goddess Kali. So the goddess Durga and goddess Kali. Because Durga, what happened is when there was a, when there was a war, the goddess Durga is really loving and all peaceful. And but there was a war that took place, and the goddess Kali burst forth from Durga because they needed she needed to massacre the the, the people that were coming. And so the Earth Mother is symbolic of both both of those energies, okay. the sort of nurturer and also the destroyer, if need be, right? Um, and so what's this is yet to come, sort of thing for you. You're gonna get you're gonna develop a really hard hard uh, ex exterior when you need to. 
you'll be the nurturer on the one hand and you'll be able to defend yourself and tell people to fuck right off when they need to. Mm. And that you that could be part of the change that's taking place. And that's also something, a developmental arc of yours that you've been de- you've been needing to develop for, for a long time. And the universe sent you down this road because it was going to take you there. Yeah. So that's another reason why you've been cho- why this road has been chosen by you. And I feel that that last card is something that, that humanity needs to develop right now. Completely. Absolutely. Yeah. We've gone well, been pushed one way without the other. And I, I feel that, that there's no fuck off, leave me alone anymore. There's no taking care of yourself anymore. We're also in the ox here, and this is ox energy. It's earth, the earth mother. Earth is the three signs of um, uh, ox, snake, and rooster. Your rooster. Um, but also uh, in the Western zodiac is Capricorn, it's Taurus, and it's Virgo, right? So, but this is a this is ox energy. Uh, the ox mother. I always think of ox Capricorn when I think of the, uh, the, this chart in particular, this uh, this card in particular. So we're in the ox here, you know. Yep. So. So the next question then. So why are people Say myself, Gareth, David, why are we naturally drawn to, see, why can we see so clearly, and I know they're not just, I mean, billions of people who can see this, why are people like ourselves and yourself able to see through this madness so easily when others seem to be completely cognitively blind to it, that they just can't see it? It's not that they're not. There, most, some are ignoring it, obviously, but there are genuinely, believe, I believe, people that can't see this. Why are we able to see it? And it's not just an almost, it's also not a knowledge thing. It's not something we've learned to do. I don't believe that. I think it's something that's so blatant that you could have told me when I was four and I would have gone, that's bollocks. What are you talking about? Okay, so um, what's interesting is the things that I've learned myself. Um, I wanted to say, but I thought, no, 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 don't say it. See what the cards say. And the thing is, it's interesting that the cards are they're going to say the same. If, it, if there's truth to what I think, then the cards are going to sort of back that up, right? So look, the first card is the Eight of Swords reversed, right? When it's upright, it means restriction. When it's um, when it's reversed, it's like, finally, you see how she's got blindfolded and her arms are, folded, her arms are tied up. Yep. When it's reversed, it's freed. The blindfold comes off. The arms, the arms are free. And she's free from restrictions. Um, and so, so, in answering this question, why can why can we see when other people can't see? Because we were, you know, we're encouraged to be this way, but we are free from those restrictions. We're not blindfolded. Our arms, we don't feel powerless. But so the um, way that the powers that be, the cabal, whatever you want to call them, has set up the world is to try and make us blindfolded, but by using brainwashing and all that sort of stuff, and and try to stop it, make us feel powerless, like we can't do anything. All of this crazy wokeness, um, and and so the reason why we can see through it is a because we were we, either we were just um, born with exceptional cognitive abilities, which most people aren't. But the biggest thing is when you're when you have trauma. I mean, look at this person. Mm-hmm. When you're when you have trauma. And you're you're in this place. The people that have managed to work through their trauma and come out on the other side, and they're used to narcissistic dynamics. This is one of the card. Next card is a card of narcissism. If you have a look, yep. Uh, okay. You can kind of see the energy of that card. A winner and a loser, causing shame and embarrassment. If those persons, the people that have able to work through their their traumas and had and understand narcissistic dynamics, when they see this kind of behavior, they recognize it. They had it in their family, or they had it in their, their sibling group, or they had it in their school, or they had it in a relationship, and they got themselves out of that, and they were like, you know what, I'm not gonna tolerate that kind of, kind of crap. If it happens again, I'm not gonna tolerate it. 
And because we understand the invisible strings that are involved in that, when we see it happening on a macro level, on a governmental level, we're like, I know this, I've been there before, not taking that crap, what's really happening? Let me delve and have a look, right? And then the last card we got, we got is, is this one here. This is, this is a card of, um, uh, like you got, this, uh, you got this last time as well, the leaving, leaving the scene, not, not putting up with crap. Right, but last time I don't if you remember when we when we, when we spoke on your uh, on on the um, glitch in the code episode, not the one we did on my, my on my show, but you you asked the question, um, what's going to happen to the people, the masses, and we got this card and the eight of cups, the two cards of leaving the scene. That was very interesting to me because there's only two cards of 78, 78 cards, but only two cards mean leaving. And you were asking what's going to happen to the masses, and that these cards came up. So in this context, why why do we see when other people don't? Um, because we we've healed ourselves from a trauma, and also we we don't tolerate it. We, we leave if we because when we realise we're dealing with narcissists, there's no win. You can't persuade them. They don't change. They don't have empathy. So when we we leave and we we rebuild ourselves, and when we rebuild ourselves stronger and healthier, we it's much harder to deceive somebody like us. So the questions I'm kind of asking you are the questions that I know the viewers, or I hope, I assume the viewers, um, well, I feel the viewers would want to know, because the viewers obviously watch the show, are ones that are like-minded people in, in most sense. They'll feel in the same way that I'm feeling, that's why they're drawn to the show, obviously. Um, so I'm trying to ask questions that I know, and I think probably the next question would be, what happens when you split? What happens when you get the vaccinated and the unvaccinated? What's going to happen here when we split? Because me and you will be off in the unvaccinated camp, um, laughing, hopefully without our third arm and our <laughs> extra penis. Um, but also, we'll probably be cut off from all of the luxuries. So what's going to happen? Hopefully we won't get that far. But there's a split and a divide. At least they're trying to divide us. Where are we going, us lot? Um, who decide to stand up against this and and as the previous cards show we are going to leave and we are going to we know that we're being narcissistically abused and we know that we we're not going to take it and we we're awake to it so if we're awake to it we're not going to be abused and we're going to leave where are we going and how and where are the the left behinds going to be oh gosh that's a lot of questions in one. I think there's one question there. Where are we going and where are they it's going? Okay. No, no, it's absolutely fine. Just throw them at me. I always intuitively seem to know how to do how to do with the cards in okay. order to get the answer. So what I've done is I've split it. I've done three cards for what happens to us, okay. our group, and what happens to the other group at the Amazing. same time. So um, while this is the mature mature king, the king, the king of cups, king of king of hearts, basically, um, and look at how he sort of this guy is. Get involves himself in arts. He funds. He funds uh, uh, enjoyable things. He thinks about what's going to serve the emotional side of this of, of the people that he serves, right? And then he he puts those things into action. He's a very good king. Uh, and so this would suggest somebody that's going to create a, a an environment that serves our emotional needs, right? Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a person. It just is symbolic of a of an energy, right? Now on the other side. Conversely, we've got the Queen of Swords. Now she is a military queen, military queen. Everything is here, nothing here, and she's single. She's got a queendom to run. And isn't it interesting that that this is sort of a patriarchal symbol, and this is a, a matriarchal symbol? Yeah. Don't you think that's interesting mm -hmm. in terms of the wokeness? Um, and it's not, and it's not, and it's not the Earth Mother. My, my dog's my dog's coming in. Hello, the... lovely. You're right. Um, 
So, and it's not the earth mother who can be both nurturing and, and tough. This is, um, this is the toughness. This is the military queen. Okay. So she's going to be taking the lead. So she's like, remove all the emotion. Let's just get down to business. So it's quite robotic, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, the only thing that's more robotic than this is the king of swords because he's like even, even worse. But she's a, she's a matriarchal version of that. But she's, she's a single woman. She's, I always think of her as single, not, not married, not with uh, uh, any children or anything like that. She's all about her work. So then the next phase for us is going to be this period of stress where we've got to, we've got to do a lot of writing. We're going to be a lot of um, uh, look at how he's stressed out because he's got too much to do. Mm -hmm. So um, and now different packs have different versions of this card. This is actually one of the cards of theft. Right. So um, but it, because I've chosen to use this pack, I'm going to interpret it based upon this image, not the other images of this pack. So this is a card of, of stress and having to work through things legal matters um trying to fight for our rights i would imagine you know can you see yeah yeah, yeah. so legally um using common law um probably having to create changes in the law ourselves um through well, however however we manage to do that um but we'll find out we'll find a way to do it because we're doing it you see yep. um they remember remember what i just said before about what happened that the same card has come again people yeah. leave this suggests to me that people are going to be going from that world to our world, right? Um, but also, people could just leave because look what's after that. Right. It could suggest, you know, mass deaths. Yeah, yeah. Mass deaths. So some of them try and get away and come to us, come to the, the other group, and a lot of people are going to die. I think I can tell that. I think we all know that. I think deep in, deep within our heart, we know that there is going to be a lot of deaths in the next five or six years due to these yeah. things. How would we? I'll come to a question later about that as well because I want to come back to that. Uh, Just to finish off uh, this, uh, what happens to us as well. Sure. After this card, we've got the Moon card. Now the Moon card is an interesting one because it's, it's not a great card. It's, it's a journey needs to be taken. It's crab needs to go through all this. is a treacherous journey. There's 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 threats along the way. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's a long way to go. So um, we just got to take the next step in faith because with the moon card, not everything is illuminated. Only the next step and the next step and the next step. Okay. So we take it, take the next step in faith that we'll get there. So, but, but as you say, on that journey, there is a light at the end, whereas that journey from that side is ends in lots of death and destruction. I can hold them up together. Yeah. This is a, this is the journey of the of that of our sort of community. Yep. And then this is the journey. Of the other community. Well, you can just feel it when you even just show you the can. cards, can't you? You can just feel it. I mean, they're all sorts of cards, which are about problems and strife. Yeah, you can just feel it. The sad one for me, then, the next question is, the sad one for me is there's a boat there where people want to leave and return to the side there. Now, yeah. so the next question would be, for those who have got multiple vaccinations, and this is, I'm just using this as a term, the the, the, theory, the concept that we're in right now but it could be interpreted in just in many many ways but right now i wanted to deal with what the situation that we're dealing with right now is a is a podcast about conspiracies that's what people want here to listen to so right now they, we're talking about so after the injections and they're there and they're in that side of those three cards and they want to leave and they see the death and destruction is there a way back to where we are with the mature king uh, in, in charge. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't necessarily mean that there is going to be a, a king in, in charge, but because that was the symbol of the community, he's open and he's caring, and he's he will say, "Come on, come on in." 
because the mature king will make the mature decision. Um, but he will look at all the information. So I would imagine yes, but I can, I can ask the cards and see what they say. Sure. But I feel like the reason why I say that is because I feel like the answer was already in the other reading. Yep. If we get the king of, king of uh, cups again, that would be really weird. Uh, <laughs> it's fascinating, though. It really is fascinating, and I think there's, there's a lot of scope Actually, to do this, this one, as well. This one, which is the second card that got, we got before, it wasn't the king of cups, but it was this one, which is a lot of people aren't going to be happy with that, though. Okay. If they do come back, and also uh, there could be some sort of demands of like you must do certain things in order for you to return. Okay. Yeah. Some sort of people may say we want demands first, right. or some sort of. Uh, it might not be an easy come on back in, but they will let them back in. Okay. That's um, yeah, it's just fascinating to see to see where it could all all lead because these these are very very real scenarios that we're coming up with, um, and just try to understand these aren't things that we're plucking out of thin air. There is a, a complete divide between the two. So let's ask the cards then. A lot of people say, who are they? Who are these people? Who are they? The I believe they're a global cult. I can trace it all the way back to Mesopotamia and all through the bloodlines from the Middle East and up into the Caucasus Mountains and over into Europe and through some of these bloodlines um, and back into yeah, back into the Great White Brotherhood now, um, into the Vatican. And you can, you, if you want to trace it, you can trace, at least trace the theory if you don't believe in it. You can trace that theory quite easily through there. And there is a bloodline element to it. So who are the... Actually, this question... are Because we're getting a lot of this ET reveals right now. Societies, for goodness sakes, man. It's the Hierophant, the card of the secret societies. There you go. Yeah, how you can't make this stuff up. So what does that mean then? Let's explain what that card means then. So the Hierophant has a number of, a number of interpretations. It's the... Um, it's to do with churches, institutions. It's these people who are hiding behind these institutions, right? It's the uh, it's the high priest, or the hierophant. There's the two names for the for this card. What do they say in this one? High priest, yeah. Um, and so, what this card normally there's the in the Rider Waite pack, which is the famous pack. There's two keys that are like that. There's two people going like that. There's there's one one the hierophant's going like that. Uh, here he's going like that. This is the Druid pack I'm using. Sure. Um, and the uh, there's two people there, sort of kind of bowing like that. So um, what this card is about is uh, initiation, rites of passage, uh, and also secret knowledge that's withheld from us. That if somebody was asking about, let's say they needed to um, get a job or something like that, and this, this card comes up, it, I would say to them, okay, well, somebody's going to, you need to go, in, somebody's going to come in to you with information, or you're going to find someone with information that's going to help you get through that job interview or whatever. Because you have to be, have to, have certain information you're going to need. So in terms of who are they, they are the ones that hold the knowledge that we, we, don't, we don't have access to. They're hidden people. Um, but they are, as David Icke always says, you know, they, they, they are the ones that form these secret societies. Uh, but we don't know who they are because we've got these people, on the, these, these people who, who we see yeah. um, as opposed to we don't know what this energy is, whether they're actually people at all. You know? this, is, this is my next question, is then, um, is that we're having a lot of these reveals from NASA about these um, UFOs now, and they're coming out and saying, yes, there's real, yes, there's life elsewhere. We obviously know there is. Um, obviously, it's leading to a, a fake alien invasion. Anyone with any understanding of how these conspiracies work, it's, that's the next one. How uh, are these guys, are they about to reveal themselves, or are they being forced to reveal who they are, or at least 
step out into the out of the shadows a bit more because it seems to be that they're hinting at that or preparing the ground for that. I don't think so. This is a kind of retreat. Um, I I don't think they're going to show us who they are. Not not yet. I think it's another lie. This is a card of pulling, you know, uh, resting, retreating, pulling back, and having to um, actually having to pull back because you may have potentially be uh, wounded. So you need to pull back. You don't want to be around. You don't want to be around too many people at this stage. So uh, are they going to reveal themselves? I don't think so. That's fascinating as well. I mean, I don't believe they ever would anyway. But the fact is that that. that then we're talking about retreats then so do we see this do the card what do the cards say about having this almost being like a beta test to see how far they can push it and then maybe it'll come round in 2045 we're seeing obviously agenda 2030 i see that gets pushed back to 45 is this kind of a test and is there another round of this to come is this just a little bit of a see what we can in, get away in with what the richard in regards to what as in everything as in the whole covid madness this whole COVID madness, is this a test it, to see how far they can push us? Or is it the actual... Or is it the big one? Test? Is, it the, is it the real one? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so is, it, is this, a, is this a, a, the beta test? Is this, a, is this the beta test, I think, with the lover's card, which is about healing, self-healing, and then romantic loving connection with other people. I think this is, it's not a direct answer, but I reckon this is, this is not a test, right? Um, and how far have they gone? They've gone quite far, not super far, but it's, it's a nine rather than a 10, right? Mm -hmm. So they've gone as far as they can go, as they could have gone. Are they gonna try and do this next time around? This is the card of speed. Uh, so are they gonna do this again in 20 years time? This is the card of speed, not if they can do it this time around. Okay. If they, they, there's no plans to do it in, uh, later on, if they can, you know how David Icke is always saying about how they, it, it's, a, it's a race to the finish. This is the fastest card that we've got in terms of speed. There's, there's two cards of speed, this one and the eight of, uh, eight of, eight of uh, wands. Uh, but the eight of wands is very positive because it's a card of synchronicity, speed and synchronicity. This is, there's four cards of narcissism, this is another one of them. Um, you know, before we saw the shame card, the one who wins and the one who loses in the background, um, that's one of the cards of narcissism, this is another one. So, but in, to, to answer the question, will they do it again in like 20, 40 years? Not if they can do it this time round. They're running to, to the finish line as quickly as they can. So how are, how are they kind of feeling, do you think, at the moment about how they've progressed? Do you think that they are panicking? And scattering around, thinking we've got nowhere near, or do they think they've done, they're doing all right, and they're quite happy with the progress? So, do you remember last time you asked this question? We got the Prince of Cups. Let's see what comes up this time. Because the Prince of Cups last time, what that meant was uh, they don't have their head, they have their head in the clouds. They're, they're not grounded right now. So they they think they're doing better than they actually are. So, but that was when did we do it last time. Was it two months ago? Yeah, a little bit over two months ago. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, a couple of months ago. Let's see what they say. Let's see what the cards say. Okay, for us this isn't great because this is the this is the the mature king who has a balanced perspective, right? This same card came up before. Also, we've got the um, uh, the wheel of fortune, right? This is when cycles have re repeat. So they they've been here before. 
they didn't get the result they wanted. So this time they've made sure they've blocked all the holes, and this time they've made sure that they're going to get the achieve the results that they want. And then the other one is is the mature um, the uh, the queen of queen of hearts, king of hearts, queen of hearts. So um, what this would suggest is that there are people who are working for them, who are not happy with what's happening, are not happy with the deaths, and I think that. Our saving grace might be that those people who are working for them might say, might sort of start speaking out or start doing things to alert more people. So, because these people are heart centric, right? Mm -hmm. But the question that you asked was, where where are they? Where is their standing right now? But they're quite confident because they're aware that they blocked a lot of their holes. It's not it's not Prince of Cups energy at the moment, because these aren't unreliable people and unre they don't have an unreliable thought process. Um, you've got two of the most mature people uh, in the in, in the 16 archetypes, uh, personality archetypes in the pack, who are here. So, in in one way, it's not good because they're doing better and they they're really plugging the holes. On the other hand, it's good to know that there we've got people on our side in their teams. So that's also interesting. So let's jump forward um, to say 20, 2070. 2070. Does, 2070. Does humanity exist from from the perspective we are now? So we're taking it from where we are now. Obviously, things we, as we said, it's fluid and it changes. From the, where we are now, does humanity still exist in the way that we believe it to be right now, or are we looking at a completely transhumanized creature? Does humanity still exist in the in the way we we perceive it to be right now, in by the year 2070? Look which card came up. The Queen of the Robots, remember? Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, let's just keep going and see what else comes up. Okay, it's not good, people. I don't mean to give you bad affirmations, but we've got the Queen, the queen of the Robots, and then we've got the card of being, locking away your emotions. Right. And locking away your finances and locking things away. So that is not a good sort of omen. We've got one more card. Let's see where the hope is. Shoot. And it's a restriction. Right. Not, it's not reversed this time. Remember before it was reversed yeah. uh, for us, for our, our world. Uh, and this time the restriction is there. So the, the, I personally feel like there will be humanity. There will be humanity around because I could do this thing where I sort of throw myself into the future and I, have, I feel feel in my stomach for a yes or a no. Uh, and I feel like we will be there, not in big numbers, but we will be there. The cards are saying, on the whole, this world has taken hold and most people are restricted. It's a dystopian society at that point. So do you think the people that have been, that have been born now, the kids that have been born now, and our generation that were here before before the digital age, before the internet, the last generation to remember what it was like to be unplugged, really, other than our mums and dads and, and the ones that will probably pass on in the next 20 years. Um, do you think we... What do the cards say about us being sent here at this specific time? Because this is... A, this is Maybe this did happen, like, millions of years, or hundreds of thousands of years ago with um, 
with Atlantis and we are in a cycle of it but right now is a very crucial time and the people that are talking about these things the people that watch these podcasts and trying to alert people to not take these vaccines and stuff we seem to be sent here a very crucial time to try and stop this is that is that true does that hold weight were we sent here for this is this our kind of mission at this time at kind of our age really because older are kind of going along with it and just getting the injections young kids are mostly not all of them a lot of them have been quite woke and we're taking it anyway but we're crammed in the middle somewhere and we seem to be like the wedge that won't allow this okay so this is what i say first of all we've got the pregnant mother right the empress the queen of the well she's not queen she's the empress of uh uh, creativity, patron of creativity. She's the mother. You see that she's she's got surrounded by abundance, right? Um, and so, in you asking the question about the next generation, so it's right that she comes here, right? Um, saying that everything is as it's supposed to be. It can't be any other way. We're, we were born so that we could be here for this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And we will live out our purpose. Uh, we are living out our purpose, and we will live out our purpose. Um, and so, so that's that. There is this, uh, there is this necessary tension that they were aware of. They chose to be incarnate here at this time. They were aware of the fighting tension that's going to be their world for a long, for a, for a long time, okay. But they are also the miraculous children. This is the card of a miracle can occur. They're the miraculous. They're the children or, or the generation where they can cause miracles, right? Uh, and the time will come because we're talking about the kids that aren't going to get vaccinated, right? Yep. The ones that are, that are still uh, are able to be humane and everything. So look, they're going to bind together. This is the card that you pulled for you, success in the arts, success in the creative world. So patron of creativity, here we are, success in creativity, creative uh, endeavours, and working together in a, in a, a good, cohesive team. Um, and then, and look at this, the sun card. Look at the child. Again, we've got the pregnant mother. It tells The cards always tell a story, right? Pregnant mother, and then ultimately here we've got the, we've got the child that comes. And I said, "Tell me the outcome. I want to know what happens." Well, the son, the, the son, the son, child is there. Meaning, this is one of the best cards in the pack. This is when uh, things go your way. The um, uh, you get you get become famous, or you know you get the acclaim you want. You get the job you want. You get the life you want. So, in terms of this question that you've asked, this child is going to these these children are going to make a huge difference. So it's okay that there's fewer of them. They're going to be in alignment with their higher selves and this, with their spiritual selves, with divine energy. Those, the robots aren't going to have that. So, um, so something that Esther Hicks always said, somebody who's in alignment is a million times more powerful than somebody who isn't, hmm. right? And these, these kids, this generation are going to all be in alignment, going to be working together cohesively. And they've got their creative spur. This is, the, what the create, again, the creative child with unique ideas about how to go around the system. And I said, tell me, tell me about the outcome. And this is this is when the, by the time they they're um, they're older, their lives are going to be working on every single level. So you asked about 2070. Maybe we should ask about um, a bit later than that. Maybe we should ask about 2090, because by the time they're older, their lives are going to be great. This guy's rich. He's uh, happy. He's got a great family life. Is everything's working for him? Look, abundance. You see. Can see it. Yeah, I can see. It. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's let's ask the question about what would be, be happening for the for these children when they're in their older years. Yep. So we're talking about the children that are born now, yeah. like my, like my little boy Arthur. 
but he'll mean by the time 2090. I'm terrible at maths, but where are we now? 2020. You're talking about 70, 69 so a lot, years. A lot of them will will go because of the fight. Because we've got the fight here right at the beginning. They're aware that they're coming in because of the fight, right? Okay. So a lot of them are going to go uh, because, in the same way that we we know what these people are like. Let's let's take Israel as an example. Look at what they do to the Palestinians. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's really quite likely that something like that is going to be happening on a grand scale to people who are who are fighting against this stuff, right? So um, a lot of people are going to go. Uh, uh, then there's going to be those people who are who are. This is a card of, of developing a home, a really lovely home. Uh, the four of four of uh, uh, ones, and then we've got the card of speed and synchronicity, which is you know those who are really truly in alignment and who stay in alignment uh, and really come from that that divine energy, they they're going to keep dodging all of the bombs basically, and they're going to have an amazing life. Speed and synchronicity. Remember, I mentioned this card earlier to you. So it's like the the two, there's two really fast cards, the Knight of Swords and this one, but this one's a very positive outcome. So it seems like from what the cards are saying is that there's the dark bit that we're going into but there is a point where it splits off into two worlds where there is a kind of robotic society there's a human society which we can see splitting already but there's also a very this human society kind of sheds itself from the robotic society and although it's smaller it has a much more fulfilling life and 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 existence yeah. from that point of view and then you're going to have this really dark awful existence for these guys although they'll be unaware of it unfortunately but the the sort of utopian society is under attack will be under attack for years Mm. and i and i asked the question what about in a hundred years time like in a hundred are we are we gonna are we gonna be out of it the answer is no this next thing that's gonna happen is gonna be going for you for a hundred like at least over a hundred years um so so that being said people are going to have de- decent lives like happy lives because they're with their families because they're so humane when something gets when the pendulum swings like this in in this direction uh, and things get really dark it's part of the human condition to really look to the light and hence the sun cards come up um and and these are these are these are those children that are going to look to the light in such a powerful way so they're going to find ways to live really really fulfilling lives uh, because of all the darkness. So, say that's happening, we're at 2090. What's the future, and how more reliant will people be, if they are at all, on the sort of work that you're doing now? Are we going to revert back to learning and listening to the universe and listening to these voices, and these, not these voices, these feelings and these emotions in us? Um, I, I mean from the human side more, because we're split off from the technology side. Is that going to become more prevalent? The, the sort of work that you're doing, reading the cards, feeling your your emotions, looking to the stars, reading the astrology again, looking to even taking things like ask ayahuasca and and reaching out and becoming more. What, do you know what I mean? The whole version of society will that go back to to Absolutely. being more intuitive? So this card of the star has come before. Um, look at her. Look at her nakedness. She becomes. She's one with nature. This is also the Aquarian card, right? And we're heading into the age of Aquarius. She's the water bearer. You see? Yep. So as we're heading to the age of Aquarius, uh, humanitarian concerns abound, right? But sometimes, you know, sometimes things have to get, have to get really shit before we really change them. Um, so then, uh, do, do we do this work, this sort of mis- esoteric work more? Is that going to become more popular? This is the card of the new job. Mm-hmm. And literally, the veer comes out of hibernation and enters a new way of life. Oh. So yes. And ultimately, 
the strength card is about connecting to your inner wild wisdom. So this is going to be a very, very connected psychic world. These people aren't going to be vaccinated from when they're children, you know, so they're going to have the full access to, it's going to be like the Avatar movie, but instead of the Navi being the big tall creatures, it's the humans that are actually the true Navi. And the, the, they might actually be the big tall blue creatures, you know, for all we know. That movie just could have been an inversion. It makes total sense. So now we've got these, um, I'm trying to build a picture of what this future would look like. So now we've, we've got these two societies, which human plus, they're calling it even human plus, um, although it's a minus obviously, and you've got human humanity. And these two different worlds have made this human plus are far more overpopulated, but this humanity is, is far more um, in, uh, well, human. What is the future for this go, human plus though? Sorry, sorry, Richard, I don't mean to interrupt you, but something just came up and I just wanted to... Yeah, 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 of course. No I, I just, I asked the question about, what about the percentage of the world? Like, Perfect. how many percentage are going to be of, of our community? 30%. Okay. And literally, I pull out this card, and I'm like, please tell me from percentage, right? And uh, uh, 30% is going to be our community, and 70% is going to be their community. Look at the numbers. Yeah. A three and a seven. I literally just pulled out these two cards. How bizarre is that? And it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. But how... So say you've got 70-30 and we live in a far more fulfilled life and you've got these, um, how, like the machine that has no mechanic to, to um, fix it, how is that ever going to survive if it gets rid of its humanity? Because humanity, obviously, we creatively solve problems. If you have no creative imagination in your head, it, once the problems start going along with the machine, the machine can't fix itself. A laptop might do amazing things, but once it's fucked, it needs a human to fix it. It, it can't fix itself. And my issue, my, my kind of dead end for them is like, once your machine starts breaking down, you need us. Those, those people that know what tarot cards mean are going to be watching this and going to be like blown away by the cards that are coming out today. This is a testament to how open you are, by the way. Because if you weren't so open, as I, 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 it's, like I said to you, it's easy to read for you. I get really, really good, easy cards to, to understand because you're so open, so it's easy to read for you. But look, the card that came up was Divine Energy. This is the card of the world, universe. And, and there's one thing you can't trump, which is the universal divine energy, the divine source. So yes, those people might be robots, but they're not in charge of, they're not God. And, and uh, um, I'm reading this book, um, which is about, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a very famous book. So it's one of the ones that Michael Feely mentioned, I think. Uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a famous book about the Freemasons and the, the signs that they're talking about. And, and I can't remember the names of these two energies, but they, basically what they're saying is that there's, a, there's a, a, a destructive energy, which we've kind of labeled as the devil, and then there's a good energy that we label as God. Um, but really, what these um, um, societies, secret societies, really talk about is how they are energetic forces, and this would be symbolic of that of that good sort of good force. There's a card in there. There's a devil card in there, um, which is about passion and uh, unbridled passion, and so that would be that would be symbol symbolic of the of the destructive force. But this is symbolic of the god god universe divine energy, and so the answer to your question is divine energy will find a way to seep into that world and um and, and pull it apart we don't know how that will happen but the divine energy knows it's a strange thing to think in a hundred years which is a short amount of time really realistically people can live for a hundred years over a hundred years where will we be if at this rate in 20 
you know, 2121. So what will the world look like in 2121 for a baby coming into the world? Will they know that they're part of the human race or they're part of human plus? How will that moment happen? That's a hard one to answer with the cards, but let's see what comes up. It's just like, how would you know? You know, how do we know that we haven't been messed with already? Well, that's a good question because a lot of people think that we have been. Mm. And we, we, you know, I think a lot of people have that feeling of, um, I'm not meant to be here or I'm meant to be somewhere else. Uh, I know I did. Oh, I, had, I grew up with that yeah. feeling of like, and I think that's as a result, as a repercussion of just, if, again, if you're somebody who's in alignment, you kind of are feeling the fact that something got messed with, our DNA got messed with somewhere along the line. And we're, we're because we are in alignment, maybe we're supposed to be living in some cave somewhere. Um, because look at look at our lives like i'm always saying how how um, animals tend to have better lives than what we do because they get to be free they might you know they might starve a little bit they might you know have to scavenge for food but at least they're actually free whereas look at us we get up we have to go to work all this stuff and we make money for an organization and they make the profit and we just go home and we exist until we get to our 60s or 70s or whatever and then we just sort of like, okay, I'm going to retire now, and what happened to my life? You know, retirement's going to be the best years of my life. Is it really? Now that you're old, you can't even move. Um, you know, you don't want to go out. It's cold outside. <laughs> you know, it, what? who set this world up? Like, how? in what world is that a good idea? Exactly. It, absolutely. And it, it's becoming more and more absurd when people are arguing over their pronouns. You cannot get more mental than arguing over your pronouns. If you've got time to give a shit about your pronouns, then I've I have no idea what's happening on this planet. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't. You know, I don't. You know how I feel about that being kicked out of the queer choir for yeah. um, uh, <laughs> yeah. defending Jordan Peterson. So you know how I feel about that. It's mad. It's mad. And um, so if they're heading that way, I mean, when they come into this world, do we choose? Okay, we're going to go into the into the human plus side and maybe try and make a difference if we can wake ourselves up within that society or we're going to go over to the human side and live a nice life do you know what i mean you might because i feel like me and people like me you david and all these guys james corbett and all these guys even alex jones the guys that are actually out there trying to make a difference maybe we decided to go into the madhouse and go i'm going to try and make a difference and do so my point is do they are them kids be born into the madhouse choosing it to try and make a difference from inside out. You know yes, they did. They, yeah. did. they did, they did, they did, yeah. This card sort of jumped out. The card jumps out, you've got to, got to look at it and sort of... Because as you said that, the card jumped out. So I'll put some cards out anyway. But this okay. is the, the answer to your question. The Ace of Cups is a very, very good card. It literally means birth of a child, by the way. It's okay. a card. Yeah, you can look it up. If you look up Ace of Cups on on Google, one of the interpretations is the birth of a child. Uh, it also means my, my cup runneth over with uh, with positive emotion, with good emotion. So, um, yeah, look with that with the wild card that came up, it's it's all in all in divine timing. All you know, divine is aware of everything. So there is a reason why why this is happening. But think about it this way: because the Aquarian age is on the way, it's gonna it's going to be the most um, uh, humanitarian time of, of all twelve, and and so the most common common belief is that this the the Aquarian the, each age lasts two thousand one hundred fifty years something like that right. The, the different some different people say different things, but that's that the sort of the most common inter, uh, uh, belief. So 
what is a hundred years? Like right now, we're entering out of, we're leaving Pisces and we're going to enter uh, uh, Age of Aquarius. Some people say we entered it on the 21st of December last year, um, which I kind of, I kind of want to believe. Uh, and so I do subscribe to that. But if technically, if you look at the, the way the, the maps that we're given, is about another 80 years before, 80, 90 years before we head into the actual age of Aquarius, right? Okay. But regardless, so this 100 years, another, even if it's another if it's 200 years, in the grand scheme of things, we're in the early stages of the age of Aquarius, right? And so if that's going to be the most, the, the high point of humanitarian, uh, uh, of a humanitarian time, then doesn't it make sense that we're going to hit the shits first mm-hmm. as we head into the most, as, as we head into the peak? Of humanitarian times so what was what I think would happen first of all okay so now to answer your question with the cards look they're, they're fighters they're born fighters they're coming here they're coming here with the knowledge of their secret societies as well right they're not going to be in the dark like we were they're gonna know about them and they're gonna know how, how they function so they're gonna be a bit more afraid the people that are born in the other societies they don't care they, they don't have the capacity to care they just, they're going to be like automatons, just doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff, because of that whole, the vaccine and whatever else they do to them, right? So, in terms of motivation to, like, let's say we got into a fight with them, okay, there's a lot less of us. These people have a passion to fight, and they know the territory. They've got an accurate idea of the map, and they're highly creative. Don't forget that the, the creative thing that came in earlier, whereas these people don't, don't care. They're automatons. Their true selves are being relegated to the background. They don't know how to process emotion. Can you see? Yep, yep. The background is oh, the. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Can you see the sinking ship? Yep. And also in, in the sky, in, in the clouds, it look, almost looks almost like a phantom yeah. version of them, like a soul being ripped out of the body to me. Yeah, there you go. So but it, it's, it's symbolic of the fact that they can't process their emotion. Uh, uh, and so. Oh, I can't remember where I put that card now. I can't remember the question was. But the so, last question I, I kind of want to ask you then is, is, are these, is this cult, this bloodline, trying to, has that already happened to them thousands of years ago? And are they trying to make us like them? Because you could look at the people like Matt Hancock and there's not a soul in there. The Bill Gates of the world, there's not a soul in there. They're psychopaths. They're, they're borderline psychopaths. Uh, uh, sociopaths. These people aren't like us. They devour of anything that makes them human. Um, I'm not saying they're 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 not. I'm not saying they're worthless people. I'm saying okay. that something's happened. So I, as you're saying that, my thing, my thing is that I think they they're probably clones. I Elon think Musk. So. Yeah. The uh, um, and I think we discussed this last time on the, on the yeah. thing as well. So I said, to, I, I said, give me information cards about this situation, and look. Got the card. I'm like, how could it? How how are they, how are the cards going to tell me that they're clones? Only the rebirth card. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yep. Can you imagine? I completely it's believe they're clones. People. I don't think they're the same people, and I have other knowledge to believe that they are from from. The people that are in our government, the UK, certain people aren't actually who they're pretending to be, and I completely get that. I, I I'm ninety percent sure that we're not looking at humans here, um, not at all. And I think that they're trying to, trying trying to to do that to humans. They're trying to take everything away and block it out. And I think it's happened to them. Um, what is your take on that? Before we go, how do you feel about what's happening? 
uh, what about the, the people in particular, this, this question, the clone thing? Yeah, let's go to that. And then I want to ask you about how you're doing and how you're feeling at the moment um, before we wrap up. And I want to grab your book and show people where they can get your book as well. Okay, cool. So, um, so I think on um, the, the last time we spoke, I told you about my Dave Chappelle story, how I kind of uh, came, to, came to the conclusion that he's been cloned. Uh, and all you know, they so all this research that the Nazis were doing in the 30s on, in cloning stuff and cloning people. And so, just let's just think for a second. If they if they were doing it in the 30s, and here we are, nearly 100 years later, they might have gotten quite further in that because th these things don't stop. These special um, programs or whatever they they call them, um, they they will have continued. I mean, a lot of these Nazis who were from Germany were transferred over to the US, the the NASA program, Nazi NASA, it's, it's you know, where they give, give them lots of money and, and um, get to continue their projects. So um, I reckon that they, they did improve cloning a lot, but not so much that you can't tell the difference between the old Dave Chappelle and the new Dave Chappelle. And sometimes people have said that Britney Spears has been uh, uh, cloned or what was the other one? The, the girl that, what was that girl's name? Uh, the one that sang I'm With You. I'm with you. What's that girl's name? She was apparently a clone. Um, Avril Lavigne, that was her name. Avril oh, Lavigne. okay, all right. You haven't yeah. seen her from her in a long time, blue. No, but I, apparently they, they thought that she was a clone. Lots of people. And as for as for Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, I mean, look at them. They look don't look like the same people. Yeah. Melinda and is Elon not Musk the same Musk. person. Elon Musk back in the day. Yeah, completely, completely different. Absolutely different. One, he's got hair. Never had hair before. I mean, I know that can get fixed. He's quite a good-looking guy now. If you look at pictures of him for 15 years ago, he looks like your specky geek. He really yeah. doesn't look like the same guy at all. Um, really doesn't. I suppose that's what a lot of money can do for you. But I do believe that, that genuinely, I, I'm with you. They, they were cloning and trying and testing out cloning. We know they can clone animals. Um, they can. I, I'm no doubt they can clone humans. And what better way to set someone up with Compromat than to clone them and get that clone to do something with children and then film it. And and that's 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 yeah. I think that's what happens in these when you get up to this level of being a pop star or a film star, that happens. And then your clone will do stuff that you don't want them to do. Like, I genuinely believe that. This whole world is nothing like we believe it is. Um how are you coping at the moment with all this going on? How have you been the last couple of months since I last spoke to you? Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying my best to sort of set myself up in such a way that when these changes do come in, I'm 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 as least affected as possible. Um, so I'm trying to. I've sort of managed to get some food in because there's there's food shortages that are going to start happening soon. Um, uh, I've sort of moved house. Uh, I don't know. I'm just sort of trying to set myself up and trying to think. Okay, if they're going to do this then this will probably be wise, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. I try and think outside the box and just sort of try and prepare myself. Yeah. But you just don't know what they're going to throw at you. So um, I, I sort of invested some money into cryptocurrency and then that, thank God, thank you Elon Musk for screwing that up because he came up, I mean it wasn't like a few days after I put it in there, Elon Musk comes out and says, oh, uh, Tesla aren't going to accept any Bitcoins for your for cars anymore. And I've sold, got rid of all my Bitcoin. And the next thing you know, you know, Bitcoin slumps like crazy. Of course like it a, was. It was a power. It was a money grab. It was a yeah. it was one, of, one of those machines at the seaside. You put your fiver in and it grabs it all and pushes it two quid out. And that, yeah. that's what that's what it is. And also it's cashless society. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what do you think about Bitcoin? Because it's an interesting one. I, I, I'm not I, a fan. No. I'm, no, I'm not not a fan of anything that leads us towards a cashless society. 
regardless mm. at all. If we don't have cash, we're not a, a physical cash. I'm not talking on cars, so physical physical cash, then we are fucked. And if it's, yeah, I, I get, I if your social credit score score goes, and then you can't no longer use your Bitcoin, um, we're screwed. I, anything cashless is is bad. The thing about the thing about Bitcoin is it's supposed to be sort of a separate, um, separate from the the money system, right? So, um, so it is so much. It, it, only you can use it though. Sorry. Only if you can use it. So if your social credit score is too low to use your Bitcoin, then it's yeah. useless. But they, but what they what it's supposed to be set up for is that the government's not be it's not supposed to be able to control it. So it's it's not centralized in the same way that um, uh, money is fiat money is. Mm. So therefore, that's why people are saying it's good to put your money in that and go in that direction. To be honest, I I I don't don't know whether that's a good way to go or a bad way to go. Uh, my gut said do it, so I did it. And to be honest, I didn't lose I didn't lose that much money because of the way that I did it. Um, so it wasn't it, it was just a surprise i didn't see the, uh, the cards i didn't ask the cards i didn't ask anything because i just moved house and it was like oh on my to-do list oh yeah cryptocurrency okay i'll do it so i didn't spend any time to ask the cards i thought it'll be all right and i just uh, <laughs> did it. Yeah, it it's fair i don't know enough about it all i know, I, I just am not in f f um fan of anything that's, that's pushing us towards the cashless society but again I no, could be totally that. wrong. I don't know enough about it. I've not looked into it because I'm already like, I don't want to go near it. But I, I don't know enough. So there's plenty of people out there that are really into it and know far more than I do and um, will know whether it's actually worth doing it. I know there's those are different types of crypto. So um, um, it could be great. It could be great. But I find it hard to to believe that that banking families that have been around for hundreds of years would allow anything to come out and to undermine them. If, unless they were controlling yeah, it. This is my, I think that too. I think that too. That's my, that's one of my biggest concerns. So um, the wisest thing to do is probably commodities, gold and silver and, and, and copper and, and that sort of stuff. It's probably the wisest thing to do to get. Yep. Um, but, and yeah. learn, learn a trade. Fix things for people. Learn yeah. something. Learn to do something. Learn to be useful. Be as useful as you can and then you'll have to go back to the barter system if it carries on like this. Well, that's also a good thing to do. But the reason why I mentioned Bitcoin in the first place is because, you know, fiat currency is about to collapse. Mm. I mean, the dollar is going to collapse. The, the, the pound is going to collapse. Those two currencies to begin with, uh, in particular. And so what are we going to do? I mean, if, if, if do we want to be taking wheelbarrows around with, with of cash and, and like to, to buy a loaf of bread like they did in Germany? I mean, we I don't know how long this is going to be, but it's on the way. Yeah. Maybe not that in particular, but like our our currency is going to crash. Absolutely. Well, of course it is. Is you can't be on furlough for that long without it crashing. So then they could have crashed it whenever they wanted. But let me just grab your book. Cause I want to show everyone um, your book. So guys, this is you can find this book on on Zach's web Zachariah's website. But I'll give you all the links. So this is the book that he kindly sent me. It is a beast of a book, and it's really well made as well. Just 144 astrological archetypes that reveal more about you than you know about yourself. Really, really lovely made as well. <laughs> and you really kindly sent it to me. Um, so that's in my library here as well. So Zach, where can people find uh, find your work, and where can people contact you? And I, we need to do this again. So guys, if you've enjoyed this, I really love this format. This is really different. No one out there that I think is doing a podcast kind of version of this. So I think there's something, that, something in this, though. Let us know below in the comments whether you think there's kind of like a, a maybe a regular show or a series or something in this because if you've enjoyed it, let us know because this is something I think we could do semi-regular. Um, but where can they find you? 
So I'm at ZachariahAdil.com. Uh, and you can either, if you can spell my name, which is a kind of crazy name to spell, but if you can spell it, ZachariahAdil.com, or, or if you put in astrosuperstar.com, it also diverts you there. Um, and if you want to buy the book, you can buy it on Amazon or um, look in bookshop, bookshops. It's in bookshops, um, Waterstones, Watkins in London, if you're there. They usually um, have loads of my books there because I've done some talks for them. Well, one talk for them. Um, and... And uh, yeah, just anywhere. You can get it from anywhere, really. That's fantastic. I'll put all the links below, guys, so you'll be able to click through there. And please go and, and support. Say, so if you, sorry to interrupt you. But yeah. also, if you, so that's the big book. Um, if you want your individual chart, because I've also written 144 individual books, you can just do that. If you put in my name into Amazon, then all, the, all your individual charts will come up as well. So um, you, can, you can either buy it from my website, but it's a bit more expensive there because I, I will sign it for you and send it to you. Or you can just get it from uh, Amazon without the signature and cheaper. Okay, well, the links will be below. And also, you've got your own YouTube channel, so I'll send people over to your YouTube channel as well. And I'm sure we'll do this again. I think this has been a really, really interesting podcast, really unique and really different. And I don't know if anyone out there is doing anything similar. So so thank you for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, I, and I think that you're wrapping up the, the glitch in the codes. And if you are, I just want to um, tell you how wonderful they've been. And, um, and and I thank you for all of the work that you have done because they really have been wonderful. And I'm so glad that, I mean, I'm so glad that I've been a part of that. So thank you. I really appreciate that. It's kind of, I think I've got a few more weeks left until we till we do the Right Now Deep Dive. So I'll be doing an extension, the little sister show, Gareth Ike's big show on, on Iconic, um, while I'll go in, into more detail with one of the, the audience. But I'm sure I'll be back doing this. I think it's probably come back to this maybe in a year's time. But I've got a little while to go yet, so... Guys, but thank you for all your support, and and I'm sure we'll work together on iconic stuff anyway. And uh, I'll speak to you soon, guys. Take care. Thanks. Bye bye. I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude.